0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you. I'm your host, uh, spiritual advisor and cruise director, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP. I don't care. I'm just glad that you're here and that I am too. And hey, this has been so much fun um, getting so many comments on the shows. Um, And thank you to everybody who's subscribing on whatever your preferred podcast platform uh, is that you enjoy I appreciate that, and also people that leave reviews about what they like or, or things about the show, how they feel about it. I appreciate that as well. It um, it helps me to continue to get great guests like we've had, like we've got coming up and like we have tonight. So, yeah, mostly people leave uh, reviews on Stitcher or Apple iTunes, and one of the things that I really enjoy is that you told me that you like it when it's somebody who's well-known that you know, and even if it's somebody you've never heard of, that you still listen in because you'll learn new things and, and learn new people. And as I've told one of my guests earlier today when we were talking, I said, my listeners are very warm, very engaging, very intelligent people. And sometimes before a show, if they don't know the guests, they'll go look things up and come back with more information than I have, sometimes more than the guest remembers, depending on where they've been for the last few years. But anyway, um, you know, last night we had sci-fi and horror author Don Webb, and that show just knocked it out of the park. He was fun, and already his fans are asking for him to come back. Last Monday we had Michael Daybar, excuse me, Marquis, Michael DeBar, uh, you probably listen to him in the mornings on Sirius XM Radio on Little Steven's Underground, and he's got a new, a brand new documentary out. It's about him, and that's what is he one of the things he was on the show to talk about. And it's called "Who Do You Want Me to Be?" Because he's been a singer, actor, um, and also "Who Do You Want Me to Be?" The song "Obsession," where that's the, the line. You're my obsession. Who do you want me to be? He wrote that song. I didn't know it until I saw, or he co-wrote it with singer, the singer-songwriter Holly Knight. I was not aware of that until I watched the uh, Who Do You Want Me To Be. So, yeah, go check that out. And coming up what is it, next week, we've got comedian, actor Mike Kaplan, and he's got a brand-new album out that's been nominated for a Grammy Award. Mike Kaplan that's going to be a lot of fun too as well as Tony Ketty author of Republican Jesus. So, we got a lot of stuff coming up. But tonight I am super excited. As you all know, I've been talking and talking about tonight's guest. This woman is not just a singer. She is a singers' singers. She's performed all over the world on stages from London to Paris, St. Petersburg to Tokyo. Originated in New York, I've saw uh, videos of her on television shows in Japan, and she's been on the Grand Ole Opry um, Music Hall of Fame. She's sung with people, uh, gosh, Michael Bolton. I've seen pictures of her singing with Billy Idol. I've seen it with Julio Iglesias. I've seen her just hanging out and having a good time uh, at a concert with her gal pal Winona Judd. So all I can say is. I don't know how I manage this score for tonight, but I am thrilled to welcome for her first visit to the genie bottle of Madame Perry Salon, Wendy Moton. Wendy, come
0: on in. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Jennifer. I, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good now. I'm feeling good. And I hope you are too.
0: I'm feeling amazing. Seriously.
1: You know what, I was going to say that you have, uh, you performed at Bonnaroo, that's where I saw the picture of you and Billy Idol, Um, CMA Awards, Grand Ole Opry, uh, signed to EMI Records, and you hit the top five on Billboard's Adult Contemporary Chart with Coming Out of the Rain. You know, I've got to say, when I go on YouTube and places and and look, you're, you're fans. Are diehard fans.
2: <laughs> <They are>
1: just, <laughs> I mean, they even if it's a song that's been you know, it's been out for a few years, like coming out of the rain, they are still um, hey, it's 2019. I'm still, how about you? You know, it's I'm still listening. Are you? I love her. She's the best. You know, she, I love Wendy. She's up that voice. Everything about her, they just go on and on about you, and I just think that is so exciting.
0: It's That's exciting for me, too, because I'm thankful for anybody that re- remembers me. I've been, I've been uh, you know, in the music business 35 years. I've had a recording career for 35 years. And you, like you said, the hardcore fans have literally been with me the, the whole step of the way. In those times when I even had doubt on myself, I doubted myself, they were there to just kind of hold me up and keep me going.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, that's because uh, apparently you mean a lot to them, and, uh, and, and and I you can't blame them. Your voice, you know, it, it just sends chills down here. It's just so gorgeous. Can you tell us just to start with, and then we're going to get a little introduction to you, because um, let's see, we had a caller here, and then they just dropped off. So caller, come on back. Um, I think it's from a 609 area code. Uh, but we're going to talk just a little bit, and then we'll open up the lines for anybody that wants to call and say hello or ask a question, yes. whatever from Wendy, I'm sure she's got the, the right thing to say to you, so uh, <laughs> what a career. How did you get started in music? you know was, was it the thing like people say, "Well, I'm from a musical family or something that you just uh knew early that you this was it.
0: Well, you know, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. And my dad was a minister, and you know we went to church four days a week and Memphis is a city of music oh. and uh you know so i'm just born just born with it now, mind you, all of my friends are great singers and songwriters and musicians, so I didn't even think I had anything special, you know because to me, everybody else was greater than I was. Everybody <laughs> sounded better to me, you know, so I wasn't uh you know, really keen on my, my, you know, gift. I didn't really know I even had a, a real gift till like, my late 20s. And that's when I got a record deal. And I was like, well, okay, well, I, I must have something that somebody sees. And uh, and it just started in church. And I went to a performing arts high school. It was very uh, strict. And, you know, I had headaches every day because the pressure was on every day. Wow. And uh, it just, you know, just, you know, talent contests, theater, and you know, years and years of being in you know bands and working at theme parks, and then I got a record deal. My late twenties at EMI, and then that started everything.
1: That's magnificent because yeah, it's, um, I can imagine. I'm trying to imagine you growing up like that, where everybody sang Memphis. I mean, Memphis is what the home of Stax Records.
0: Well, Stax Records is, is totally born in Memphis, and that was a, a sole movement through Stax Records. There's a Stax Academy in Memphis right now. Uh, they um, uh, have a, an academy for kids, so they not only have high academics, but then they have talent. And, and a lot of the kids end up almost like 100 percent going to college, wow. and which was, you know didn't happen like even 30 years ago. But now, you know, stacks is still in the in the community, African American community, and and I love the fact that, you know, education is great as well as talent.
1: hmm Oh yeah, definitely. When um, like so, I'm trying to imagine when you talk about it, yeah, being everybody around was talented, and I thought, man, it sounds like she like grew up with like like Wonder Woman, like a whole island full of talented, <laughs> gorgeous, superpower people. You've all got the superpower, so it just seems normal to you. So, uh so then you get, like, in your 20s, you know, you, you work. And that's the thing is that, you know, as a publicist, um, when I began as an entertainment publicist, um, after having done other kinds of publicity, I was working for someone that hired me to work on HBO documentary premieres. And then we did some things with oh, nice. entertainment and so forth. And, you know, that was great. And then I noticed when, um, like, you know, set up media tours and get all the placements, and I loved it. But when I took on private clients, I was always surprised when people started off, everybody thinks that just because their mom and dad says they're great or just because <laughs> they've got a book published or because they, you know, wrote a song or something or can hold a guitar and sing at the same time, they think it's a because they've seen it on TV, they've seen it in the movies and stuff, you know, and I cannot get it through their heads sometimes. That's why I, I, I just quit. Doing private clients and just went to doing like group coaching because they just seemed to have this idea that, but I'm a star. I've got talent. There's a lot of people with a lot of talent, and they get out and they work it every single day. Like you said, there's That's right. you know going to a, a performing arts school you know, I had a headache every day because I'd be thinking, like, I'd probably be one of these idiots thinking it's just like every night, oh, they just sing and dance like fame, you know, on the TV show Fame. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and you got some Debbie Allen type there with her stick banging the floor, you know, going, oh, you're That's right. Mom. So, I uh, didn't think about the kind of pressure that you would be under. And then, like you said, contests, competitions, work, uh, theme parks, uh. It's not as easy as it looks. That's why when people when people are successful, I thought you know people you you look great, you sound great, you look poised. People have no idea the mountain of work that went behind it.
0: Oh now, yeah,
1: it took. What was yeah? When the first time you traveled to another country to sing, what was that like? I mean, I know it became well, you know, common for you, but the first few times you did that.
0: Well, uh, the first time I ever did it was uh, I was in the 10th grade because my my school was a performing arts high school. And uh, we flew over to Nice, France for the first time. And I thought, wow, this is amazing because there were a lot of, you know, history there, but there were also a lot of things that reminded me of home. And so I figured, hey, you know what? The world is big, but, you know, I can make it if I need to go somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. it was great seeing that at such a young age, and, you know, experiencing that, and then I was bitten by the bug, and after that, wow. I had, you know, I found I got relatives in Europe, and, you know, because of my career at EMI Records, Dick Williams found me. I have to mention Dick Williams, because so he found me in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, he was head of marketing and promotions at Warner Brothers at the time in, in the 70s and the 80s, and he started, you know, uh, managing artists, and he found me in Memphis, and because he got me signed at EMI Records, I ended up um, touring all over Asia and all over mm-hmm. Europe. So that continued. And then, you know, when I met Julio Iglesias and when Julio found me, I got a chance to see all of the countries that I've read about. And I, uh, it's just been amazing going from country to country. To country. I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, you hope you never lose that excitement and that sense of wonder and amazement of things, you know. Yes, uh, it's good to still have that kind of energy and feel it. Um, yeah, Julio Iglesias. Uh, I saw a photo where, uh, one place where you and Julio Iglesias uh, did, sang together, did a duet, and it was an event where um, the uh, Clintons were there, and I believe Oscar de La Renta, maybe it was an event for him.
0: Yes, there was an event for him. Um, and it was actually uh, maybe three months before he passed away and it was at Carnegie Hall and, uh, President Clinton was there and there was just, you know, people like that in, that filled up the whole Carnegie Hall and, you know, Julio always, Julio Iglesias always plays those special kind of events where you see, you know, leaders of country, prime ministers and presidents. And, mm-hmm.
2: um,
0: you know, so I know it's been a history of that. And I've met so many people along the way. That's,
1: that's that's just magnificent. So, but you say you're from Memphis. Aren't you based in Nashville now? Or are you still in Memphis? I
0: am. No, I'm I'm in Nashville. I've been here 25 years, but I'm in Memphis a lot. I, you know, it's just a three-hour drive, and I can just jump in the car and drive to Memphis at any time. And, um, you know, you know, Nashville and Memphis are sister cities. And uh, but but I've been here 25 years, and surprisingly enough, you know, got into country music a little bit. You know, and I didn't know that was going to happen, but it did. I- <laughs> Is it as big a surprise
1: to you as it was to everybody else that had been following
0: you? It was a huge surprise. I mean, but you know what? I've always been kind of eclectic anyway. I, I like to, you know, jump around different genres of music. And uh, so my close friends, they're not surprised that I just go from genre to genre. But I figured I, I finally know what kind of artist I am. I, I For a long time, you know, they, they make you choose like a genre. But I realize mm-hmm. I'm Linda Ronstadt, because she sang everything. Uh, yeah. Soul, the jazz, the blues, the country. You know, she sang it all. So that's, that's how I see myself.
1: I understand that um, Vince Gill has played an important part in your career.
0: Well, yes. In 2016, uh, Vince Gill reached out to me, and he was trying to uh, start up another tour. And he had had a duet partner for over 14 years. Her name was Don Sears. And she was an amazing artist and singer. And they were together for 14 years singing music together. And she, she died of cancer, um, you know, uh, some years before I met Vince. And I don't think, you know, he thought he could find that blend that they created together. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he ever thought he was going to be able to do that again. And, um, you know, he he went searching, you know, searching for that special blend. All kind of great singers, bringing them out on the road, and uh, another singer in town who's been touring with uh, Amy Grant for many years. Her name is Kim Keys. She asked uh, Vince, "Have you ever heard of Wendy Moten?" And he said, "No." And so he looked for some links, and he said he did a search, and he found a bunch of different music that he that I sang, and then he asked around town, like. Uh, you know, what kind of person is she? Do you know anything about her? And he said, not one person had anything bad to say other than they love you and you're dependable. And so I said, well, that's the type of things you want people to say about you. And uh, it was my pleasure that he called because he's Fitzgill. Gill. I've only seen him on TV. He's the guy that was, you know, the television host and all yeah. the hits and Go Rest High and all these hits. And here he is calling me, and I, and I was like, I know, you know, this, I mean, Okay, I toured with Tim and Faith, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw mm-hmm. from 2005 into 2018. And, you know, they're huge and they have a two different styles and you know, Faith Hill to me goes a little she's very soulful, so she she likes Aretha Franklin and so she's the soulful part of of country and then you got, you know, uh you got Tim McGraw and he's, you know, real country. He knows how to pick a hit. You know, and when this skill called, I'm thinking, i got to learn how to sing traditional country. So I did my yeah. research. I, went, I, went, I did my research. I went online, and I pulled up all of the feed- – first of all, I looked up Don Sears. I wanted to know what kind of singer she was and what kind of relationship they had. And it reminded me of what it's like to sing with Julio Iglesias. It's just you're a mirror of each other. And you know you look for that kind of bond, and it's not something that's forced; it's just you know you know you know you know when it's right. I knew what he was looking for, and I knew I could give him a best skill of skill that because I did it with Julio Iglesias for so long but um you know he called, and I thought it was a miracle, and I was gonna make it make it good, so I did my research, I found out you know what the country uh, female icons how they sang you know, what they're, you know, know, what they're, what they look like, you know? Yeah. And so I found Tommy Wynette, and I realized, you know what? She never smiles when she sings. Everything is tight-lipped and everything is serious. And you think you're just going to need to just pull her up because you think she's just going to pass out or just can't (laughs) make it, but she always makes it. She (laughs) always makes it. And I learned from her, from uh, Patsy Cline, from uh, Jeannie Seeley, uh, there's oh, just so many of those classic female country icons that I learned from, you know, how they uh, interpret the lyric and melody. So, yeah, you
1: that, and that that's a pro. I mean, you took it down and you broke it down and studied. I used to do um, between nine, 1995 and about 2005 or so. I did some work as a Celebrity impersonator, you know you got to you got to memorize and, and and learn everything. But you weren't mimicking; you were just learning what works, what doesn't, what appeals to people. I guess. Um, let me just say right now, if you're listening to us live tonight, and this is the fifteenth of November, 2020, it's uh, p.m. Eastern, about probably, probably seven nineteen Central, or wherever wherever you are, and you want to talk to Wendy Moton, uh, then just give us a call six four six seven one six it's a toll-free call in the continental U.S. Uh, again, 646-716-9922. Give us a call. You can talk to Wendy. Also, if uh, sometimes people, you know, sometimes we have folks that listen, Wendy, and maybe they can't make a phone call. Maybe they're working a night job where they've got to be quiet or something. And they can just always send me a message uh, on Facebook. Send it to Jennifer Maudette Perry or through Madam Perry Salon. And I'll be happy to pass the question or comment on to Wendy for you. Okay? Perfect. So, um, yeah, and so whoever has 609 area codes is called a couple times to drop. I don't know if you're having a hard time with your phone or whatever. because I, I know that's a West Coast number, but then again, people have numbers all over the place. So, um, yeah. So, Wendy. What was it like, uh, you talk about you studied this, and so then you began to work with Vince Gill, and how did that open different doors for you?
0: Well, uh, when Vince Gill found me in 2016, um, of course, he plays everywhere, and now he's an eagle. So even more doors will open up for him. And so... um, what it did was we worked on a record. He said, that you know what uh, I had I had been talking about doing another project as a solo artist, and uh, he had heard about my idea through uh, the, the number one pedal steel player in the history of music, Paul Franklin. He's also in Vince's band, and he mentioned it to Vince that she had this idea of doing this type of a uh, Ray Charles uh, style country record. And he and uh, so Vince was like, yeah, 'Yeah, I'll help you with it.' And I'm glad because He's like a music historian, and I knew I didn't know that many country songs, not enough to really make a great project. And Vince was like, hey, I'll help you pick out the songs. And then Paul Franklin uh, let me know that, hey, you know what, if you ask him at the right time, he might just produce it. So that's what I kept holding on to, that maybe he'll produce it. And, and that's what happened with the conversation. We, we spent about three hours looking for songs. Well, he did. I was just sitting there. Uh, and he was looking for songs for <laughs> well, like three hours one day, and finally I just said, "Man, are you going to produce this thing or what?" Like, you know. And he was like, "Yeah, I'll produce it, and and you don't even have to pay me." And I'm like, "Great," because you know what, I can't afford you. So I'm glad that uh, he just was in the mood to create some art, and that's what we did. I feel very proud. It's, it's, it's called uh, Wendy Moten. I've got you covered. And it's all traditional country classics. Like some Tommy Wynette and Jeannie Seeley and I am very proud of it. It's really beautiful and because I'm not the type that like chase hits, you're either a hit chaser or you create art. And I I that I'm I'm on the art side, so that's good to know. What a perfect title I've got
1: you covered. I love that. Uh, he came up with that, that too. Really? What he did. a guy. Well, he's just heard just he into your big brother, guardian angel. All right. Oh, um, oh. So if you'd like to talk to Wendy, the number is 646-716-9922, toll free in the continental U.S. And uh, I do have a call. Hi, welcome to Madam Perry Salon. Just introduce yourself and say hello to Wendy.
2: Oh, hello. My name is Stephen. I'm calling from Seattle. And uh big Wendy, Wendy Moten fan here. It's an honor to say hi. I had a hey. question. Um, I've hi. actually seen you in live twice and I love your live performances. I'm curious to know, you've sang a lot of genres over the years and how did your journey kind of take you to where you're currently now with the country music? Um, and do you have a favorite genre you like to sing?
0: Well, because I – hey, Stephen, first of all, thank you for loving my music, and thank you for calling in. I really appreciate it. And to answer your question, I've always been kind of – my friends used to call me kind of weird and eclectic anyway. I just liked all kinds of things, the type of movies I used to watch, television shows. You know, I grew up in that era where you – you know, I watched Lawrence Welk and Soul Train and E-Haw and, (laughs) you know, Midnight Special. (laughs) <laughs> so, and, and then the television themes, like Perry Mason and Mannix and Cannon. So, Hawaii Five O, they all had these great themes. So, I mm. would just mm. sit around and learn them. And I didn't realize, as a kid, that all of that was, you know, getting in me. You know, I didn't know I was being mm. influenced by it. And so, it's just there. So, when opportunities would come up in my life, mm. it was a mm. natural thing for me. So, it was something like country. Well, I watched he I literally made my country dream mm-hmm. come true. So those styles, were just they were just in me because I was just constantly watching TV. You know, I'm 55, but, so, you know, TV was <laughs> new in the 70s. Like, man, yeah. like,
2: everything was mm-hmm. great.
0: And, and what I found out, too, during that time was that I felt like all these different genres, uh, like, like Hee Haw and Soul Train, they invited people in to see what it was all about.
2: Because mm-hmm. how can you get
0: invited? You know what I mean? So me watching Hee Haw was like an invitation. Like I, I could learn about the humor. I could learn about the songs. I could learn about, you know, their four things. Cause, you know, and, and they were also mm-hmm. trying to be creative. So, you know, television influenced my life, my musical life. And it mm-hmm. started the love of music. So then when I started to have all these different, uh, different experiences, even touring with Julio Iglesias, I had to sing in five languages. I had to, wow. and I didn't, I didn't know how to, so I would have to learn things phonetically just to get me through mm-hmm. the show until I could uh, ask ask someone how to pronounce it, you know, the right way. But I, I had to learn quickly and on my feet, and he's very demanding, but he's very, uh, you know, he's hard on himself too, and it was great for me because it taught me how to just, you know, just go, just do, don't think about it, just do. And with this record, recording this record. Vince Gill mm-hmm. uh, picked the best, uh, the top of the line musicians. So they're the heavy hitters, and I was like, I'm not going to be the weakest link. I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna, I'm, I want to take my fear and put it in a box and leave it at the house, and I'm just gonna be ready when they count it off, and and not worry about I don't know this song well enough, or, mm-hmm. you know, this is my first time hearing this song. I, 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 you know, in my life, I've pushed that kind of stuff out of the way, and. I've been able to, to continue to stay in the game and excel. I think. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yes, Th- you have. Thank you. I
0: hope to... Thank you, Stephen.
1: Hey, Stephen, thank you so much for calling. So you said you've seen Wendy live.
2: Oh yes, um, uh, this was a while ago uh, when she was uh, when you were touring overseas in Japan at oh, the yes. uh, the 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 Blue Note, Blue- I think it was called in in on your yes. uh, Japan tour. Yes.
0: Oh, that is amazing! And Japan is a huge market for me. I was I would go maybe twice a year, and um, I I do miss being there. It's been a while now. I need to go back.
2: Well, and it's wonderful to, to hear your new country country songs. Yes, Arita. <laughs> yes, what's wonderful <laughs> to hear to you your uh, new country of of songs and great hits. Uh, really wonderful to hear those, and we appreciate your your, your uh, enthusiasm and your art. So thank you.
0: Thank you. So much. I appreciate you. Seriously. Thank, Thank you. you for calling, Stephen. Yep. Thank okay. you so much. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. What a sweetheart.
0: And he sure is. Yeah. He sure is. That's what I'm saying. I meet like beautiful people like that. Because you know, you just when you're not like on the top ten list, you don't know who cares anymore.
1: So <laughs> <Really? I'm...
0: laughs> You know the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, I I I know how it is. Yeah, it's uh people people have an image in mind, you know, you're you're this or you're that and they would know because you were on the radio or top 10 or whatever. Uh uh I can imagine that. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see Japan being big lovers of Wendy Motion. Um they have such a variety that the the people there listening to music and go to concerts have such. Uh, um, they they love jazz and rock mm-hmm. and country, and they seem to have a pretty wide um, variety of, of things that they like. And when they like you, they like you forever.
0: That's how I, I'm glad because you know what uh, a lot of art uh, you know countries do sometimes, but I, I found that the Japanese artists. Uh, I mean, Japanese uh, fans—they do a lot of homework and research. And when I first started going to Japan, they knew more about me than I did. They found recordings I never—I didn't even know existed—and <laughs> really? I love that. I'm serious, yes. They take it very seriously. You know what? Country fans do that too, and r fans too. A lot of the fans who are hardcore love music—they just do research and they find, the, yeah. you know, they find the hard to find. Music
1: sometimes. That's true. You know, because when I first learned years ago, and I've never been, but when I first heard about, uh, and I know this is a popular thing in Nashville, fanfare. Yeah. As you know, fanfare. I, and I remember the first time I saw something about it and read, they said, you know, um, country fans, they, they're not fickle. They're fickle.
0: They're no, they're, they, they take it seriously. They take the uh, country music fans, they love. They want to know who wrote the song, and they want to know who played on it. They they like to know those kinds of things. I can appreciate that too.
1: That's thorough, and and like you said too, and R and B fans, you know, that's another thing. R yes. and B music, and you know, you can be, you can be, and and I know you have been because I've been. And I can't be the only person. I've been in a, I've been in a Home Depot shopping. I've been in line at a craft store where it's a long line and people are busy. But left certain R&B songs coming on the radio, and the entire line of people, it'll start small, like kind of tapping <laughs> and kind of singing under their breath. And then the next thing you know, my husband was kind of laughing at me. We were in at, at Home Depot, and I'm singing along with someone, and he's going, see what you're doing? I said, yeah, and the woman on the other side singing with me, too, okay, the other side of the aisle.
2: <laughs>
1: Don't mess up our groove, okay? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I I love R&B, Soul, all of that. But you're right. When a certain record comes on, everybody starts, you know, usually it's like Maze or Aretha or Gladys, you know. Uh,
1: McFadden and Whitehead comes up. And you're dancing down the grocery store aisle, and you don't care, you know, because everybody else is kind of like nodding and and going with you. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) that's all fun. I was also checking out your uh, IMDB page. Honey. I don't
0: know when you said. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked it in a while. <laughs>
1: it is, it is uh, uh, quite a page of filmography, soundtracks, uh, work as an actress uh, in Somerville, uh, TV shows, Faith Hill, to the World TV special, Top of the Pops, which is different things, Tonight Show, Jay Leno. Um I'm looking at all this, and then after I've I've read about you and learned and listened to your music, and then, like I said, I love reading the comments that your fans have written on uh, uh, YouTube and stuff, and I'm thinking, this woman really is a worker. I I, I don't see when... Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: ...just to sleep. You know, this is, unfortunately, you know, for the coronavirus time, but this is the first time I've had a break in 35 years. I don't even know what it's like to... To sleep, like, you know, I've slept, you know, like, I'll wake up and my husband, will be like, honey, it's 4 p.m. But I'm like, I know when that, when have I ever had this kind of time? So, you know, with this time, though, I've been able to do new things and and, and find out what I'm going to do when everything opens up again. Because I have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I have to figure it out. We all do. hmm no yeah. Yeah.
1: We do. And 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 we got a plan and we gotta work on that plan because you'd hate for something when something change. I mean, you know, the time has gone by. We didn't think it'd be this long from back we remember back no. in March. And right. it's like I remember that, that March weekend when we turned our clocks forward, I was in Tucson at a steampunk convention at a little western village. So we're all in costumes. You know what those people look like. Oh, excuse me, what us people look like in our costumes. (laughs) And it's in Tucson in this place where it was a a TV film set for Westerns for years and years, and now it's a tourist. But we we descend on it one weekend a year in Tucson in our steampunk and Western clothes. We left on a Sunday, turned our clocks forward, and went into the Twilight Zone. We had no idea. And then you think, well, now it's mid-September time has flown by but then again when we can all get out and play again and have a good time and see each other i just keep telling myself okay you don't i don't want to look back and say i had all this time what did i do you know all the things that you say that's right if i only had time i would learn this i would do this i would polish this up i would i would get rolling on something else so you got all this time so uh so now we know that that you've got something, things in the works that you're working on for us for when we all get back out again.
0: That's right. But I'm what working about on now? some new music. Yeah.
1: Good. We like that. And well, uh, I got the, I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 hi, this is all about you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I have a country record out there and it's out there doing pretty good right now. And um, I'm just, you know, got to have that new music ready to go because we live in a fast world right now. They want to know what what is the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, I'll just start, uh, you know, working on that. The next, the next and thing. And I mean, I'm, in, I'm cool. excited about it. I'm excited about figuring it out.
1: Now, I see a lot of people are doing online concerts, and I've seen a few folks have gone out and done um, live shows at, um, like, the bassist Chasm Sultan, He plays for Todd Rundgren's Utopia and different bands. He I've seen him going out lately and he's been on here on the show before to a drive-in in Staten Island where he lives I believe and does an outdoor concert and people just come and park in their cars and sit outside so that way he's playing live
0: yeah but nobody's too close I I want to get in, I want to get invited to some of that that those kinds of things
1: yeah you might just have to round up your pals and 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 um and get it started. Now, some people, you know, I've seen a couple of, and I've seen a comedian that's doing that too. I cannot remember her name, but I see people are starting things where they get out it, where it's safe for people who want to hear live music. You know, there's just nothing like the thrill and the
0: feel of live music. Yes, um, i I that's you know, it's healing. It can be healing, and I finally found my purpose in life is to to heal or move people through song. It's, it's not about my boys or what I can do. I love singing songs that move me and matter and hope that the message is something somebody out there needs to hear. And forget that it's me singing it. I love serving the song.
1: When, when you write music, Do do you have like I saw Taylor Swift on the Tiny Desk concerts on NPR? She said sometimes when I can't write, I go to the craft of it and try to do it by craft. By here's how you start or whatever and finish. Uh, Do do you have a system or where do you get? And people always say where do you get your
0: inspiration? What do you do? Well, I don't write as much as I engineer, and I come up with melodies. You know, I'm a melody person. I don't, you know, there's other people that write lyrics and write whole songs. I like to be on the production end, and I like to be engineer, and so I, I don't see myself as a very strong songwriter. I'm good. I'm probably about sixty percent singing live. That's where I'm a hundred percent. That's my purpose in life, and. That's how I know I can reach people, and, you know, that's how I know that I'm doing the right things based on, like, what Steven had to say and people like him that still remember me and still, you know, dig what I do. It's coming from an honest place, and um, that's all I have to give to share my story. I'm not the best they've ever heard, but I I know I'm one of the best. I can finally say that now, that I'm one of the best because I work hard and I I do the work. I do the work, Yes, exactly I just, I just have on
1: the well, back, back for that, yeah, which is also why so many people not only love you but love to sing with you when I see that you've um worked with books and done, buddy guy, um, all the different people you've worked with, what, Michael Bolton, uh, oh yeah, you I know you so can't, martina
0: McGride to... i. That's a lot. Keep going, honey. Keep going. I'm so thankful. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got Martina McBride. I got Winona, I got Reba. I got Vince Gill. And like you said, Billy Idol, John Oates, Michael McDonald, Julio Iglesias, people Bryson, Kirk Whalum, James Taylor. No, not James Taylor. I just met James Taylor. Uh, but there's just <laughs> there's a lot. I, can't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot, and I'm thankful for it. Thankful yeah, for the, was, you know what? And I learned something everywhere. I learned something every every, every uh, all the journey. The goal is to learn something new. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. So those people they 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 think you're one of the best. If they if <laughs> you're right, they can't they can't be a weak link. And, no. and you've already set out. It's not going to be you. So, no, it's not going to be me. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've had I have pictures of uh, you and Michael McDonald. Um, what was that like? His wife, Amy Holland, was on the show about a year ago, or maybe a little bit longer here. But uh, when did you sing with him, and what was that like? Cause I love his
0: voice. Oh, he Michael McDonald is the singers' singer. Like it's the singers that singers love. Like we go, Google Gaga. And Drew, because he's so phenomenal. And he's such a sweet, kind person. And his wife, Amy, they are a beautiful couple together. And she was amazing. She still is singing, too. They still sing together. Uh, that was like a fluke as far as I'm concerned, how we met. This producer in Nashville named Tommy Sams, he co-wrote uh, If I Could Change the World with Eric Clapton. And uh, so he was producing this new Michael McDonald record called Blue Obsession and that had to be in the late 90s, I think, and uh, they thought it'd be a great idea if I sang the song with Michael McDonald, and I'm thinking, you know, of course I said yes, but I didn't know if I was soulful enough because I'm a pop artist, you know, and he was like, no, you're perfect, so I said yes, and that's another thing, I look at my, because I had to do a little biography on myself recently, so I just, you know, saw a little bit, you know, about the body of my work, and you know, recording I recorded a lot of duets with some of the greatest and most iconic male singers. And I was like, you know, maybe that's information only I know but now you know. So but now you know and um And you know, it's yeah. just yeah. People wanna know
1: it. It matters it, it you know, it 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 delights us. And i thing got Michael McDonald, he, I guess he's like, because I first remember, I first uh, heard him, you know, with the Doobie Brothers, and then his own stuff, and then when he did something like, you know, sing with Patti LaBelle, or um, or his own stuff, and then um, with Dealey Dan, uh, and Dukes of September, which I think is, is him, and uh, Donald Fagan, and, um, oh gosh, I forget, I remember the other guy's name now, a uh, guy that sang Lido and... I can't think of it, but yeah, the Dukes of september, so he he can he's got some some variation in his styles too, you know
0: rock and some soul and some jazz that's right, you know that's what's great is music literally is universal, and what i i what I miss is you know how some of the back in the day when artists would really collaborate and four or five people would do the same song and it'll be different style. You know, everybody cuts the same song, you know, Ella yeah. would cut it. And then, you know, you know, I miss those days. It's just yeah. now it's just kind <clears> of, <throat> they don't really, I don't know. I won't say they, I don't know who they is, but <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't, I think they, I miss that part where, you know, if it was a great song, many people cut it and, and it, yeah. it's just a great song. You know, Mm -hmm. now you have to choose a team and, and, you know, and that, and I don't fit in there because in a way, because I want to sing many things. I'm not saying I'm great at everything, but I love to sing many things. And, you know, sometimes, you know, well the industry doesn't care for that so much.
1: No, they don't understand. You just want to have a fabulous buffet. You don't want to have to just pick
2: one.
1: Yes. Why just only have to eat fries only? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I also want to say that, um, for people listening, because sometimes people tell me they listen in their car, when they're jogging or whatever, so they can't write things down. So I want you to know that if you're looking for um, links to where you can buy Wendy Moten's music, I'll be sharing it on all of my social media, not only for Madam Perry's salon, but uh, Jennifer Perry as well. So I will make sure that you can find it. Um, I can't believe this is this 45 minutes has flown by so fast. And, um oh, wow. Uh, Wendy? I hope you had a good
0: time, and I hope you'll come back, please. I did, madam. I did. I had okay. a great time. Thank you for inviting me to yes. your show.
1: Well, thank you for saying yes, And because uh, you didn't know me, but you said yes, and, and, I, and I had a good time talking with you, and I've got more to ask you. got more to learn about you. I think you're fabulous, and I can't wait till you're out again. I'll come to Nashville to see you, and I hope you'll come to Atlanta and play for us.
0: I love it. So, soon as we can open up and get back to that, I'm, I love the road. I live on the road. And now I'm open to new ideas and create new things. And you're a part of that new journey for me.
1: All right. Well, thank you so very much, this is Madam Perry. Madam Perry, come on. I have been so thrilled to park to a pop, R&B, country, whatever you want, singer, you Wendy Moten. Uh, it has been an honor to have you here you on the show. And please come back to you good you good
0: thank, you, Wendy. Good night. thank you so much